listening to Life of Revival Radio with Pastor Zachary Weber. Father, we thank you for the service. Thank you for your word. Thank you that it's a lamp to our feet, a light unto our path. Lord, your word is a seed that produces fruit in our life. And Lord, as we just continue with this service and we go to your word this morning, I pray that you would anoint every ear to hear. Lord, I pray that every heart would receive that which you have for them today. And we pray this in the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen and amen. And amen. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, open up to the book of Psalm chapter 42. And when you're there, just say amen. We've been talking this whole month on the heart. Has anyone been getting blessed by some of these teachings? Amen. We've talked about uh, a humble heart. Amen. Hallelujah. We, we talked about a, a, a soul winner's heart. We talked about last week a giving heart. Amen. We've just been talking about the heart. Amen. Uh, and when I say the heart, I'm not talking about the organ. Are you with me? Amen. Uh, we're talking about your inner man. Amen. Now, just before we go, you have to understand that you are a three-part being. Who knew that? You have three parts. You are a spirit. Are you with me? You're a spirit being. You have a soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Amen. Your emotions, your will, your, your mind. That's your soul. And you live in a body. Your body contains your soul, your mind. Your body also contains your spirit. When I talk about your heart, I'm also talking about your spirit. Are you with me? So this whole month has been on the heart. It's been on that inner man, which I'll give you an example. How many of you guys have had your head telling you one thing and your heart telling you another? Okay, so you already know what I'm talking about. So there's your soul, there's your heart, there's your spirit. Amen? We've been talking this whole month about the heart. Amen. And uh, so this is probably going to be our last sermon on it. But uh, if you even see in your bulletin, it's all about the hungry heart. Everyone say a hungry heart. The first sermon I ever preached was a uh, well, proper sermon that I've ever preached. Amen. Not the ones that I preached in a mirror with a uh, hairbrush. Amen. The first proper sermon I ever preached was a sermon on hunger. Amen. And um, so, and and also the first sermon that I preached in 2020 was on hunger. In fact, I did a whole month on hunger. And I believe that that was a very important word for the beginning of the year because you need to be hungry for the Lord. And especially through this year, we saw that the ones who stayed hungry were the ones who, who really, they made it through. Hallelujah. So let's go ahead and get in this because I want to explain some things. When I say hunger, I'm not talking about you're hungry in the natural. Amen. For me, growing up in church, the only thing I knew about being hungry in church was being hungry at around 12 o'clock, something happened. Amen. To my belly, Nellie. Amen. I, I started to get hungry. I started to have visions in church. The very first visions I ever had was of KFC. So for me, growing up, the only thing I knew about hunger in church was actually being physically hungry. Amen. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about being hungry for God. And we can relate it to being hungry in the natural. Because when you get hungry in the natural, for me, I mean, you, you look at someone who's hungry in the natural. What do they do? You know, maybe it's just guys. I don't know if ladies struggle with this. But I know for guys, you know, or at least me, I get grumpy. We're talking about a spiritual hunger. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. A spiritual hunger. So hunger is related to appetite. Are you with me? 
When you're hungry, it's related a lot to your appetite. So, so it says in Psalm 42 in verse 1 and 2, it says, As the deer pants and longs for the water, brooks, so I pant and I long for you, O God. My inner self thirsts for, for God, for the living God. When shall I come and behold the face of God? Amen. So, so here's, you know, the psalmist saying that I long, and just like the deer longs and he pants for the water, he thirsts for water. I am thirsting for God. I am thirsty. I am hungry for the living God. He says, my inner self, that's what we're talking about this morning, the heart, your inner self. He says, my inner self thirsts for God, for the living God. You know, religion and tradition. You know, I'm talking about like you just like showing up to the church and just kind of getting your religious duty out of the way. You know, a lot of people and Christians are like that. They just show up on Sunday morning, get that religious duty out of the way, and then they live the rest of the week like however they want to live. You know what I mean? That will leave you empty. But to thirst for God, amen. For the living God, God will never leave you empty. Are you with me? Yes. Hallelujah. In fact, Jesus said, he said, I'm the bread of life. And he said, and I'm the water of life. And he who comes to me, you'll never thirst again. You'll never hunger again. Amen. Amen. When you feast on the things of the world, it'll leave you satisfied temporarily, but then you'll be hungry again for the next high, for the next experience, for the next night out, for the next new movie, for the next Netflix series, for the next album, for the next book. You know what I mean? That's the world. You'll eat. It'll satisfy you a little bit. The next drink, the next pill, the next high. You know what I mean? That will satisfy you for a moment and leave you empty and hungry again. But when you go to the Lord to satisfy that hunger, that inner craving, you'll never be hungry again. But you have to be consistently going to the Lord. Are you with me? This is making sense. Amen. Be hungry for the Lord. He said, my inner self thirsts for God, the living God. When shall I come and behold the face of God? Amen. So I'll, I'll just say this. Spiritual hunger is the only thing or the only way to receive anything from God. Did you hear me? So this is a very important message that I'm sharing with you. This isn't like a side journey. This isn't like something to ponder. Well, just think about it. No, yeah, think about it. But look, spiritual hunger is the only way to receive anything from God. You want to receive from the Lord. You've got to get hungry for the Lord. You've got to get hungry for that which you are wanting to receive. You know, this is not a drive through this morning. Amen. This is not a Mac revival where you can come to a drive through one-hour service, where you just come in, we lay hands on you, and you're all better. You need to get hungry for the Lord. Amen. If you need healed, you need to get hungry for healing. If you need provision and prosperity, you got to get hungry for that. What do I mean? you got to get desperate for that. you got to seek God for that. Are you getting this this morning? you got to engage God for what he said that you can have. And then go after it and go for it. James 4 and verse 8, it says, draw near to God. He will draw near to you. Jesus said in Matthew 5 and verse 6, Blessed are those which hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Amen. Who wants to be filled with God? Amen. Two of you. Okay. Who wants to be filled with God? Amen. Well, then you need to be hungry for him, and you need to be thirsty for him. So I said, well, my God, can't you just pray for me? I can pray for you, but uh, you got to get hungry. 
And you got to get thirsty. Jesus said, if you hunger and you thirst after my way of being and doing right, after righteousness, if you hunger and if you thirst, you will be filled. You know, that's the verse that got me in all the trouble when I was 18 years old. And I began to get hungry for God. I began to get thirsty for God. I mean, you couldn't keep me away from church. You couldn't keep me away from the Bible. You couldn't keep me out of the prayer closet. I mean, I engaged God. I went after him with all of my heart. You know, there's so many people, you know, they need healing. And then, you, you know, there's a healing meeting going on in church. And you invite them to it. And they say, oh, I would really love to come to that. But I have this other thing going on. I mean, I would really love to come to that, but you know, it's just, it's just not the right time. Yeah, but you've been seeking healing for years. I can't come to the healing meeting. I'm, I'm feeling ill. You know what I mean? I mean, I can't, I, I can't come to that marriage seminar. Amen. I, me and my wife are just going to, we're fighting. <laughs> Maybe God is your answer and not your problem. Maybe you should run to God and not from God. Are you with me? God is not your problem. God is your answer. He's your help. Are you with me? So I got hungry for God. I sought after God. I mean, it was really one whole year of hungering after God was my story when I was 17, 18 years old. I mean, I would drive to just be in meetings that, were, that had the power of God, that had the anointing where God was moving. Hello? I would drive. I mean, I would, I would, I don't care if it was to another state. I don't care if it was across the other side of Ohio. I don't, it, it didn't matter how far it was. It didn't matter to me how long the services were. I was hungry for God and I wanted everything he had for my life. And I went for it. Amen. I mean, one time I drove, I drove all the way to Florida just to be in meetings. Amen. And you know what? I didn't even leave those meetings with what I wanted, but I, it was worth the shot. To go all the way to Florida to sit in the meetings, I did that twice. The first time, I didn't receive anything, but it was worth it to me to drive there for even the chance that something would happen. What is that? That's hunger and that's thirst. And I was like that for a year. And then one week, I got really hungry. One week, I couldn't even sleep at night. One week, I was waking up in the middle of the night crying out to God, saying, Lord, if you've called me to the ministry, touch me. Lord, if you've called me to the ministry, I want, I want, I want to see your face. I want you to come down and touch me. Touch me. I didn't know what touch me meant. You ask God to touch you? What does that even mean? I didn't even know, but I wanted it. <laughs> Amen. Touch me. I don't know. I heard it sounded nice. I heard people in church talk about that. How many of you guys, the Lord touched you tonight? People would raise their hand. I didn't know what that felt like. I didn't know what that was. So I never raised my hand because I didn't know, but I wanted it. So I got hungry. I said, oh, Lord, touch me. Lord, if you've called me to the ministry, touch me. So I did that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I mean, crying out to God. I mean, seeking God. Amen. You know, hunger moves you forward in the things of God. Amen. If you're going backwards, it's because you're not hungry. If you're not going anywhere, it's because you're not hungry. If you're not seeing breakthrough, you need to get hungry. Someone says, I am hungry. Get more hungry. Get more desperate. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't make excuses. Just get hungry. There's nothing wrong with you that a little bit more of hunger for God won't help. So, so that whole week, and then Sunday morning, I didn't go to church because I was so hungry for God. And what I wanted from the Lord, I knew I wouldn't get it at that church that I was a part of. And so I didn't go to church. So I, my parents were in another state. So Sunday night, they had a Sunday night service. It was about 6.25. It takes me 35 minutes to get into town to get to the church. Sunday night, I wasn't going to go to church. I went to my kitchen. I got two Pepsis, and I got a fresh bag of Sun Chips. Wasn't even opened yet. Hello. It's the best when you get to the bag before anyone else gets to it, and you get to open it, and, you know, the, it's the best part. Amen. 
sun chips are great. So, and I'm walking into my bedroom. I'm 18 years old. Make a wish because I had cancer that the Lord healed me of. But make a wish found out. They bought me a $7,000 gaming computer. Amen. So I was, I was prepared to play video games all night. Amen. 18 years old. Glory to God. That's what you do. Amen. And you still do it maybe in your 30s. Hello. And uh, <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm on my way into my bedroom with these things. And a voice came to me and it said, go to church tonight. The same voice that said, don't buy the iPad. This was the first time I heard that voice. It said, it's a go to church tonight. And I remember hearing that, and I thought, I'm not going to go to church tonight. It wasn't an audible voice, but it was, it was a voice that I heard. It was inside. It was, it was very, I knew it was the Lord. And I said, I'm not going to go to church tonight. And I kept walking, and it came to me a second time, go to church tonight. And I thought, I'm not trying to go to church tonight. There's video games in my bedroom, and my parents are gone, and I can game all night. <laughs> And I keep going into my bedroom. And a third time, it was so loud that it stopped me. It stopped me right, right in my tracks. And, and I started to shake because it was so, it was God. And he said, I want you to go to church tonight. So <laughs> three times then, three times with the iPad. <laughs> Glory to God. So I, I, I end up, I go to church that night. And, I, and long story short, I won't get into the whole thing. I'll just say this. I didn't realize what I was asking for. I asked the Lord to touch me. I had never been to a Pentecostal church. I'd never been around people who spoke with tongues. I had never been around people who fell under the power of God. I, never, I was never in a church. I even believed in healing or any manifestation of God's supernatural power. So I didn't know what that looked like. Amen. I didn't know what Pentecostalism was, charismatics. Charismaniacs. I mean, I don't know. I didn't know what anything was. Uh, But I go to that service, and I was in the second row, and at the very end of the service, I raised my hands to heaven, and suddenly, I mean, you ask God to touch you. You might as well just take your finger, blindfold yourself, and just reach around up there, because here, eventually, you're going to stick your finger in that light socket, and you're going to get zapped. That's all I can say. When you get hungry for the Lord, something's going to happen. When you get hungry for the Lord, the Lord hears the cries of the hungry. Are you with me? Someone says, my tears are liquid prayers. Well, actually, it's hunger. God hears the cries of the hungry, those who are seeking after him. Tears don't move God. Faith moves God. Are you with me? So, so I'll just say suddenly my hands and my feet begin to, you know, long story short, my hands and my feet started to burn like fire. When I went to shout out in English, this language began to come out of me. We call it tongues, this heavenly language that no one taught me about. Amen. The church I was going to, they didn't believe in any of that. Amen. And, uh, but they did after the service. Hello. And, uh, and God touched me and it changed my life forever. Immediately I was changed. Immediately I was turned into a different person. And what I'm doing today, this morning, is because of what happened in 2000. Amen. So when you get hungry, when you get thirsty, amen. When you get hungry, when you get thirsty, when you get desperate, God is going to hear you. God is going to come. He's going to visit you. He's going to show up. Amen. He's going to visit you because Jesus said, if you hunger and if you thirst for righteousness, he didn't say you might be filled. He didn't say uh, there's a drawling in heaven. We just pick out a name once a month. It's not like that. Amen. Everyone gets the $500. It's not like that. In heaven, when you hunger, when you thirst after righteousness, Jesus said, you will be filled. What does that word filled mean in the Greek? It actually means you'll be completely satisfied. It means whatever in your life is causing you dissatisfaction, Jesus is going to come. He's going to touch you. He'll heal you. He'll set you free. He'll deliver you from whatever has been assigned to your life and attacking you. Amen. For me, I just wanted an encounter for God, with God, but you got to get hungry. You got to get thirsty. You got to get desperate. Amen. 
you know, this one guy, and I feel for him, but, you know, he said, um, I mean, he was dying, and my pastor invited him to go to the healing school. They have a healing school. It's from 9 a.m. to like 5. Will you just sit and they pray over you? And, and it's like a, it's just a three-week school where you just saturate yourself in the word and prayer. Come on. I mean, if I was dying, that's where I want to go. Hello. And my pastor invited him, well, come. And the guy said, no, I can't. I mean, it's just I'm too busy. Busy? You're dying. And my pastor just, my pastor is very blunt and, uh, you know, very blunt. And he said, well, sounds like you're just ready to go. And he's like, how could you say that? He said, well, I mean, obviously you're not hungry to get healed. I mean, what? He's like, well, can you pray for me? He's like, well, I mean, I could, but you could just come to the healing school and really get that. You see, people aren't hungry. People aren't desperate. You got to get hungry. You got to, people want a quick fix. So let me see this. It took you 20 years to get into this mess and now you just want a quick fix? Hello, amen. You got to get hungry. You got to get thirsty. You got to get desperate. The answer will come suddenly. The answer will come. Boom, God will show up. I woke a couple of you up. Good, amen. The answer, the answer will come. Boom, suddenly. He'll come, but you got to get hungry. You draw near to him. He'll draw near to you, but you initiated. It's not random, amen. The people who've had encounters with God, it was not random. Something happened. There was something on the inside of them that was crying out. Are you with me? Yes. Something. Something was crying out on the inside of them. Everyone say hunger. hunger. <clears throat> Everyone say thirst. <clears throat> like I said earlier, hunger is related to appetite. What are you eating? What are you, what are you feasting on through the week? Amen. Because just like in the natural, no, I wrote here, just like your diet in the natural dictates how you will be, so it is with spiritual things. You are what you eat. If you eat junk food, that's what you'll crave and be hungry for. If you eat good food, that's what you'll crave. So how many of you guys understand that in the natural and, you know, food, if you eat good food, you crave good food. Is that right? Amen. But, you know, when you eat good, when you eat vegetables and, you know, uh, fruits and everything, you start to crave that. If you're not craving the word, if you're not craving to go and spend time in prayer, it's because you're not putting it in. At first, it might be hard because you're, re you're, you're changing your diet, your spiritual diet. Hello? You're changing your spiritual appetite. Are you with me? Are you following me? So at first, it might be hard. You might be like, that, like me the first time I was like drinking just water. I mean, you just get it down. But then you give it some time, and before you know it, I don't want to watch that stupid movie. I want to go to the Word. I don't, I don't want to go to, to the party. I want to go to a revival meeting. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Well, that's what it is, spiritual hunger. So a good diet in the natural, you're going to have a healthy body. You're going to have a healthy heart. You're going to have a strong constitution, no health problems, etc. But a bad diet in the natural, you're going to have an unhealthy body, sickly, high cholesterol, heart conditions, cancer, pain, etc. Well, eating good spiritual food will produce a healthy spirit, a healthy heart. Amen. A clean heart, a good heart, a pure heart. Free. Amen. Hello. If you're in bondage, it got there somehow. You were eating something you should have been eating, and then you got a bondage. Amen. So start eating the right stuff. Hello. Amen. So filled with joy and peace. So if you don't have joy, you don't have peace. What are you eating? What are you eating that's causing the other, the other side of that? Amen. You'll have all the nine fruit of the Spirit in your life, but when you're eating spiritual junk food, amen, and you're giving, what is that? Giving into the appetites and the lusts of the flesh. 
It will, so you know, even in the natural, you know, your flesh will crave the freshly baked chocolate chip cookies. And you'll, even if you're on a diet, you'll say, no, I can't have one. But then you'll give in, you'll just have one, and then you'll have the whole plate. It's the same spiritually with sin, the things of the flesh, the lusts of the flesh, amen? So it's like, you know, I'll just have a drink, but you don't stop at a drink, you have the whole bottle. Are you with me? So you just got to stay away from it entirely. Are you with me? If I didn't smell the aroma of the freshly baked chocolate chip cookies, probably wouldn't have been in the position where I, I gave in and I had one and then the whole plate. It's the same with sin, the lust of the flesh, the things of the world. Amen. You could actually remove yourself. Amen. From that situation. So giving into the appetites. Of the, so that eating spiritual junk food, it'll produce a sickly heart. Amen. Filled with anger. Bitterness, unforgiveness, jealousy. I want you all say this. The only person who can be jealous and not sin is God. Hello. Amen. Covetousness, strife, and all the 17 works of the flesh. Amen. So uh, that's spiritual appetite. So how do you develop a hungry heart? How do you develop hunger for the things of God? Spiritual hunger for him. Well, it starts by stripping away everything that would come to clog your heart or that would hinder you anything that would cause you to lose your hunger for God and lose your hunger from what is good. You know, someone came up to me. They said, well, how do you, how do you stay on fire for God? How do you stay hungry for God? It's very simple. You just don't lose the fire and don't lose your hunger. When you have hunger for God, keep the hunger. Stay hungry. Amen. This is not something where you just get hungry, get what you need, and then go back and feast on the slop of the world. This is like, a, you're just going to eat this way. It's a diet change. Are you with me? Strip away anything that would come and clog your heart. So I'll say it this way. If you left like a really good service and you're revived, or maybe you're in a good place with the Lord, you got in the word, you prayed, and you're feeling good spiritually, notice something that maybe you watched on television or did on, you know, uh, you know uh, out at a party or whatever, you know, you're with friends or, you know, notice the things that come that stifle that hunger or put out the fire and then work on removing that from your life. It could be bad associations, hello, uh, bad influences, amen, where you're on fire for God, you're hunger for God, and then you get a phone call, amen. From one of your pals, and you, an you answer the phone, they say, hey, we're all going to hang out, and then you go, and then it's a bad situation. you got to strip yourself from anything that would cause you to lose your hunger. Are you with me? Hallelujah. So get rid of spiritual junk food, false doctrines. That's spiritual junk food. Hey, if it's not in the Bible, just forget about it. Are you with me? I mean, come on, if there's any, look how big this Bible is. Why do you want to go outside the word of God to bring in an additive? That's, that'll, that'll be a false doctrine, amen. Or taking the word and, and, and twisting it a little bit, amen. I don't know about you. I don't believe something just because someone said it. I believe things that are in the Bible. If the Bible says it, that settles it, amen. And I interpret the Bible with the Bible. I don't go out and Google what 12 different people think about a subject because they'll all think something different. Amen. Just read the Bible. Strip yourself from false doctrines. Amen. Well, there are many ways to get to God. Actually, Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. Are you with me? You know, don't go to... Uh, the Bible talks about staying away from psychics. Hello? Hello? Do I have to say that to someone watching online? Amen. Don't call psychic hotlines. Amen. Don't go get your fortune read. Don't get your palm read. Why would you go to the devil to get direction for your life anyway? 
when God has direction for your life, God has a plan for your life. Are you with me? People want direction, so they go to the devil, they go to the world. Surely the Lord has direction for you. But I'm just here to say, your life doesn't have to be a series of ups and downs. Your life doesn't have to be a roller coaster. Your life can be a, 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 just a series of ups and ups. Your life can be from glory to glory. Your life can be, amen, that the Bible says the way of the sinner is hard, but the path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter. That you can be the many are the, my afflictions, but the Lord delivers me out of them all. I want to tell you, you're not without hope. Amen. Your life can be that in this life I'm having trouble, trials, tribulations, and distresses, but I'm of good cheer because I have a world overcomer living on the inside of me, and I'm hungry for more of him, and I'm thirsty for more of him, and I'm just going to receive everything he has for me. We would love for you to join us at the River Church this morning at 10 a.m. For additional information about our church, you can go on our website at www.therivercoshocton.com. You can also follow us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash The River Hey, this is Pastor Zachary Weber. Thank you so much for listening to the broadcast this morning. I pray it blessed you in some way. Just before we go off the air, I have a very important question to ask you. If you were to die this very second, do you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would go to heaven? You know, the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the Bible says that the wages of those sins is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you're a whosoever. So I want to pray this quick prayer over you. Father, bless every person listening with a long and a healthy life. Jesus, make yourself real to them and do a work in their heart. And if they have not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I pray that they would do so right now. Friend, as you're listening, if you want to make a decision for Jesus Christ today and receive the gift that God has for you, the free gift of salvation, I want you to pray this quick prayer with me, with your heart and your lips out loud. Just say this with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me and set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe you've risen from the dead and you're coming back again for me. I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. Come into my heart right now. Now just declare this, say, I am saved, I'm forgiven, and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart, amen. Now, Father, I pray over every single person who prayed that prayer. Seal them now by your blood and by your spirit that on that day let not one person be missing. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Now, if you prayed that prayer this morning, I want you to get a hold of us and let us know. You can go to theriverkashocton.com under the contact section. You can let us know that you prayed that prayer. It's so important that you tell people that you made a decision for Jesus today. It's also important to get involved in a local church. You can join us this morning at the River Church. Our service begins at 10 a.m. We're located at 51 Pine Street right here in Coshocton, Ohio. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week, 8.30 a.m., right here on Life of Revival. God bless you.